0: nope we don't need to speed up the process we don't need to nuke this you know why because this is the non-microwave truth what's up man how y'all been doing i'm i missed y'all i missed y'all if you don't know i am cl white side and this is brought to you by time of grace ministry one of the blessings one of the beauties in in doing this podcast is that there are a wide range of ages that that listen to this podcast because when you get to talking about god's word the good book the Scripture. Scripture is for any and every age. And I know there are people that are in high school that listen to the podcast. And I know there are people that could be grandparents or great, great grandparents and listen to the podcast because the good word is for everybody, everybody who is breathing. And we always try to come with a biblical perspective. So that's one of the coolest things. Now, our first world problem question today is geared towards that. I want you to tell me your age without telling me your age. So in the comments. I want you to listen to this. I want you to drop this. If you saw somebody with a nice outfit, um, that means their attire is nice, their clothes are looking nice. What would you say to them? You know, this new generation might say something like, oh, that's so drippy. It was lit. Look at them. That outfit fire. Some people might be like, that's a sharp outfit right there. Are you looking mighty dapper? Look at you right now. You're looking handsome. What would you say? Tell me your age without telling me your age. What would you say if you saw someone with a nice uh, outfit on, you like they fit. What, what would you say? Tell me what you would say. I wanna hear from you Instagram or Twitter. My handle is Champion Life 23 If you're on YouTube or TikTok, drop it in the comments right now. What would you say? And this will help me figure out your age. Also probably help me figure out where you're from because you know, some of us Midwestern folks, we got a different lingo versus my 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 Cali people or my down South people. But I wanna hear from you. What would you say? to help me identify your age if you saw an outfit that you thought was nice. And this is our first real problem. It is dinner time. The The title of our episode is Standing on Business for God. Now, sometimes I get to talking a little fast and I might say standing on business. And you might be like, business? What is B-I-D? N-E-S-S. If I happen to say that because I'm talking a little fast, I get excited. I just mean business, business. OK, so, so stick with me. Now, some of you might be wondering, like, what in the world does that phrase standing on business even mean? Because, man, I've been hearing so many more people say that. And, and what I've gathered is people just mean that they're going to take care of what needs to be taken care of. They are going to enjoy the grind. They're going to try to preserve something. They are going to try to fight for that particular thing. And standing on business, people say, like, I'm standing on business for my money because they want their money to be right. Some people might say, I'm standing on business for certain relationships like my loved ones or my family members or my boo. Like, nobody is getting in between us. I'm standing on business for that. Like, oh, okay. And sometimes people just mean standing on business and they can mean it from an ego or a, a pride Type of way where they're trying to preserve that or make sure that they look a certain way and have a certain status. So that's what it means for standing on business. But we're going to talk about standing on business for God today. Now, I just got to point out something to you. I was reading the scripture and this this passage jumped out to me and it made me just realize something that I cannot stand. This comes from Proverbs 1 verse 32 and 33. This is the easy to read version because. I can't stand when like rules are made by fools or I'm going to say even rules that are made by by idiots and people follow it to the core. Like it's the word of God, or I should say people stand on it like it's wise or that it's actually good. And, and Proverbs just reminds us this. this is Proverbs 1 verse 32 and 33. It says fools die because they refuse to follow wisdom. They are content to follow their foolish ways and that will destroy them. But those who listen to me will live in safety and comfort. They will have nothing to fear because people will be standing on business for some mess sometime. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And I was just thinking about, I was having a conversation with my, my young homies some of my players, and we were talking about making different choices. And and one of them says something just so real, something that I have said before. I hope I don't say anymore. Cause if I, if I'm getting a little older, I should know better and do better. Right. But he was just like. He's like, you know, this is my one night to get jiggy with it. You know, this is my one night to do what I need to do. And what he meant, if you didn't catch that, is he was saying, this is my one night to sin. This is my one night to sin and go against God's word because I've been doing this. I've been doing it right all these other days. This is my one night to do whatever I want to do and to please the please the flesh is pretty much what he was saying. So that's standing on business for fun. That is standing on business for fun. And I was just thinking like, man, how dangerous is this and this is the mentality that that we have we all have it from time to time i've definitely had it before we're standing on business for fun we're standing on business for the the flesh and the reason that's so dangerous when you think like all right i'm gonna go ahead and sin is one you're not just gonna do one sin it is always going to be multiple sins and when you have multiple sins you could have multiple consequences you definitely gonna have wasted time you definitely could have multiple scars or multiple injuries or you could have multiple burns. And the reason I like burns, I'm going to stick with burns. The reason I say burns is because like if you burn, I burn my arm, right? All of a sudden, I might go brush against somebody else. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, ah, I'm looking at the person crazy. When they barely touch me, they bump me. And Whose fault is it that I got burned? Oh, it's my fault. And a lot of times, that is what sin is like. A lot of times we get burned. That's why sometimes we hear some somebody talking like, oh, they talking about me. That's because you got touched from a burn that has nothing to do with you, but you think it is because you can feel the effects. And that's a lot of times how sin plays a part in our in our life. Now, I want to look at Ananias and Sapphira. This is in Acts chapter five. This is one of my go tos when I hear people lying, sometimes I'm like, what you from Cap Drive, like you, you read Acts chapter five and they like, no, what does that even mean? And. I can I would say like these people probably swore they were standing on business for their for their family or for their loved ones. And sometimes I look at people when they just be lying, just not telling the truth. I'm like, you gonna end up like Ananias and Sapphira. Why are you? You don't have to lie to kick it. All right. Let me let me read this to you. This is Acts chapter five. Now a man named Ananias together with his wife, Sapphira also sold a people property with his wife's full knowledge. He kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles feet. So if you didn't catch that, what they did is they sold some property. They go take it to the disciples feet. And like, Hey, we sold everything. We sold everything. And I always wonder, I'm like, is this an ego thing? Is this a, a status thing? Is this them trying to look good? And I'm like, I bet, if I had to bet, they probably thought they were standing on business, though. They probably thought that they were standing on business. Now, look at what it continues to say. It says, then Peter said to Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold and after it was sold? Wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to just humans human beings but to God and I'm like man we as a people and I see this with people all the time people lie so much and people want to make themselves look so important and so together that that causes them to reject God because they want to make it seem like they don't need God they don't need a savior they don't need a messiah and it's like don't be them people do not be them people and I thought of this passage from Matthew 6 verse 24 Which reminds us like no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And so many times we're trying to serve God and money. We're trying to serve a person and God. We're trying to serve our ego and God. Like you can't do both of those things. Serve God. Serve God. And the question I got for you is, are you trying to serve two masters? Are you trying to serve two masters? All right. Now let's check out and see what serving another master did for Ananias, serving someone besides God. It says when Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body and carried him out and buried him. So he died like on the spot. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And I love this. I love how Peter gives her a chance to tell the truth. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Now, sometimes we think we're too smart for our own good and we can fool people. Listen to how she responds. She says, yes, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the Holy Spirit? Listen, listen. The feet of the man who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out also. So she stood on business for her boo, for her man. And look how that turned out for us. We stand on so many things. We stand on so, so, so many things. And we feel like we can get away with it. But but we shouldn't be trying to do that. We stand on my family members. I'm going to stand on my friend. I'm going to stand on this or or that. It's like, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. Okay. Um, something random I just thought of. You ever tell someone a a story and a person is like, what what is you doing? You like nothing or you try to minimize what what you do or what you did. And I kind of feel like this is one of those cases right there. We got to make sure we keeping it real because we all do this from from time to time, from time to time. Verse 10 goes on to say at that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. I know some people like, but she was a real one. That's the mess I hear today. Like she was a real one. She, she, she took it to the end. Yes. Yeah, she literally took it to death. Oh yeah. She was down. She was going to be six feet down. And at times in life, there are certain behaviors. There are certain mindsets. There are certain patterns that we need to put to death or else something like Ananias and Sapphira can happen. It's going to get put to death. You might as well put it to death instead of you getting put to death. It says, then the young man came in, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Like, this is an alert. This is a warning to all of us. What are you standing for that you shouldn't be standing for? Think about that. And on this episode of Standing on Business for God, Standing on Business for God. It's like, why? Why should we stand on business for God? Like, Why should we do it for God? And the first thing is this, man. Do you realize all that God has done for you? Like when you just sit there and you think about the grace and the mercy that he has shown you, it is amazing. It is abundant. It is unmatchable. Like all the things that God has done for you. Like you don't do these things to get favor with God. You do these things because God has given you favor. So look at this first one. First one that's obvious, but we got to just make sure we think about it. Jesus died for us. Jesus died for us. And that's a reason to stand on business for God. Romans chapter five, verse eight tells us, but God demonstrates his own love for us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. So apart from Christ, we are nothing. And you think about this, this is flat out just telling us how much did he love us? How much can you show a person you love him? Can you die for him? That's extreme amount of, of love right there. Our God did that for us. Something else on why we can do this for God. God paid a debt for us. God paid a debt for us. Mark chapter 10, verse 45 tells us, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So when you unpack that, it's like, all right, our God humbled himself to come in this world, be a poopy, cryy little baby, have to go through the human experience all because he wanted to get served. No, because he came to serve. And he was a ransom. He paid a debt that we couldn't pay. Do you think about that? Like sometimes we think in our mind, like I could have paid that debt. No, you couldn't have. I couldn't have. He paid a debt we couldn't pay. And he was our ransom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for that. Or think about this. First Peter two, verse nine. Why do this for God? It tells us because you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into wonderful light. So all of us were in darkness until Jesus. All of us were in darkness. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 2, verse 10 tells us, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created anew in Christ Jesus. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. We can do God, we can do good because God has already planned it for us. All right. Now another reason on why we can stand on business for God is because at the end of the day. Doing it God's way, standing for God, that allows you to have different victories. That allows different doors to be open to you. Different victories and different doors open to you. Isaiah 1 verse 19 reminds us, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of this land. And so many times we we think like, does God really want to bless us? Yes, God absolutely wants to bless you and, and give you his absolute best. Now think about the book of Exodus or the book of Numbers. Have you ever realized or ever thought like, why did the Israelites wander in the desert or the wilderness? For 40 years, like why did they have to wander? And when you look at the book of Exodus, the end, they talk about making the golden calf. They were standing on business, not for God. They were standing on business for fun. They were standing on business for what they thought was trending, what they saw other cultures doing, what they saw other people doing. And it's like, man, we are just like the Israelites in that regard. We stand on business for other trends, for what culture is doing, what we see others getting away with, what we think is fun. And it's like some of us might be wandering in our lives because we're not willing to stand on business for God. Now, think about this. God had already given them the victory. God had already opened the door for them to get a land flowing of milk and honey. And if some of you like, I don't like milk, I don't like honey. Well, that means that the land was great. That means that the land was awesome. And God had promised it to them like God had already given them the victory. God had already opened the door for them. Now, I want you to think about yourself. Why? Might you be wandering in your life? Are you standing on business for God? Now the Israelites were like, I can't stand on business for God because you know what? It's too scary. It appears to be too scary. When you look in the book of Numbers, they were like, no, I'm afraid these two people are too big. So they weren't willing to stand on business for God because they thought it was too scary looking. And I want you just to ask yourself. Is there a chance that there's something in your life that God has given to you? There's a door that's open, but you think that is too scary. So you aren't willing to stand on business for God when God has already given you the victory and has already opened the door. Look at Psalm 25, verse two and three. It says, I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those. Did you hear that? Like no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. We don't want to be put to shame. So stand on business for God. So Paul in the New Testament, he's one of the the great examples on standing on business for God. Think about this. He was on house arrest. And even at times he was locked up. Like we we hear that and we think that we say, oh, that's absolutely horrible. But think about how Paul was able to respond to that. Listen to Acts chapter 16, how Paul responded, praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. This reminds me that those who even seem and appear to have everything to seem to appear. They seem to be rich. They could not be fulfilled. They could still be feeling lonely. They could still be feeling incomplete. They still could be feeling miserable. They still could be hopeless, even though it appears that they have everything. Paul, on the other hand, it seemed like he didn't have much from a worldly sense, but do had everything. and He still was able to be at peace find joy in house arrest and being locked up at times like that's just crazy that's a different type of peace that's a different type of 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 joy and the third thing i think that we oftentimes forget and sometimes we look at god and we kind of question him like everything's got to be bad no it it doesn't we forget that god wants to bless us mentally god wants to bless us physically and god wants to bless us spiritually look at matthew chapter 7 verse 9 Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Like God wants to give you good gifts. God wants to bless you. We forget that at times. We absolutely forget that. And then, of course, how can we not look at Jeremiah 29 verse 11? It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. He wants to give us hope and a future. This is our God who wants to bless us. And and never forget that, because sometimes the enemy will say, like, God doesn't want to bless you. He wants to make you suffer all the time. And, And that's not the case. And to wrap this episode up, we have to understand that we actually have something that we can stand on which is Jesus Christ being the cornerstone, which is Jesus Christ giving us this firm foundation. And when we stand on God, when we stand on business for God, that allows us to have a purpose. Because otherwise we would just be walking around this earth. We wouldn't know what is going on. We'd be like, why am I here? What am I doing? But but Jesus Christ, he, he's our cornerstone and he gives us purpose. And I'm going to wrap this up by reading Isaiah 28 verse 16, because we can stand on business for God. Make sure you both stand on business for God. Isaiah 28 says this. Therefore, the Lord God said, look, I have laid a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. The one who believes will be unshakable. And as Christians, we can stand on business for God and understand it's not going to shake. It's unshakable when we are doing it God's way. It's unshakable because we have Jesus Christ. It's unshakable because we have everlasting and sure hope through Jesus Christ death and victory on the cross and this is the non-microwave truth thanks for joining me on this episode of standing on business for god you got to make sure you share this with a friend share this with someone leave a review hit the five star let somebody know about this episode right here and tune in next week peace punch captain crunch say no to drugs and yes to jesus i am out